Hey friends, welcome to Recovering with Danny. I'm your host, Danielle Van Kay, and this podcast is all about eating disorder recovery, being a single 30-something, navigating the dating scene, and going through, you know, an existential crisis or two. My goal as an eating disorder recovery coach is to help you start living the life you have always dreamt of. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode, well, not episode number, well, 67, yes, yeah, sure, but Q&A part five. Okay, few things. I don't know really what's going on with my micro- microphone. And second of all, I have a full-blown demolition next door. This is my only window to record. I've been saying this in the prior episodes already. I'm like literally going nuts because they're drilling, they're making sounds. But like I said, this is my only window to record. And so we're just going to, honestly, we just have to deal with the the not so amazing quality of the microphone and the not so amazing quality of the background noises because it is just what it is. It's, oh my God, they're really upping their sounds now. Okay, uh, well, you know what? If it's really getting too bad, I will listen to this back. And if it's really, really, really annoying, I will just, you know, this is what living in a city feels like, right? I mean, kind of like have to roll with the punches. I was like assuming that they would go for their lunch break, but clearly not. Anyhow, um, welcome, welcome. Thank you, by the way, for the, I mean, the Q&A so far I've being received really, really well. That's why I ended up doing number five because I thought, who does Q&A part five? That's a little weird. Well, and here we are. So, um, oh God, I feel like the I, I need to stop talking about the background noise because it's going to only drive you guys nuts, but I have to just forget about it. It is what it is. I can't really do anything about it. And so, yeah, we're going to do Q&A part five. The only thing that I wanted to say is that, uh, as you all know, is that the mini support program has officially been launched last week. And yeah, the wait list is ongoing. I have to say it's not too long. It's about, I would say now, probably five to six weeks. And so if you're interested or keen to to that program, it's now all on my website. Just go to my programs. Some things have retired. Some programs have retired, but that's kind of like the household stuff so far. So the wait lists are not super, super long. Just in general with me, they're never extremely long because I tend to help people quite fast. Um, all right, let's go into the topics of today. All right, the first question was, how do I deal with fluid, aka water retention? Okay, so this might seem like a shock to you, but fluid or water retention is actually not a sign of healing. The thing is, I usually say this to clients to, he- well, to make them less stressed because edema should last for a few days up to a few weeks in a few cases with actually a lot of people it is a lot longer and the thing is is also it's very subjective because let's say if someone has fluid or water retention even let's say if you eat chinese one day the next day you wake up maybe like a bit more swollen but someone with an eating disorder is very very 
just focused on that, right? So we're very much focused on every little change within our bodies. Now, if it's not dangerous, I would say, you know what? Not an issue at all. So it is temporary. It's always temporary. And it's very normal when a starved person is going to take in food and water again. It can just drastically shift the body's chemistry. So unless there is refeeding syndrome happening, there is not a care in the world. There is literally, it's temporary, it's going to go away. And it's actually rare that it's da dangerous. So I think 30 to 40% of people could be in a dangerous position, which maybe sounds like a like a, I don't know, a big percentage, but it's, it's rare. It's not, it's not like common at all. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's temporary. I had it and it wasn't comfortable. My face just looked so puffy. My, my, my stomach for, you know, my stomach was just, I could always see my, um, pretty much every single line in my stomach, my, uh, my shoes were getting tighter. Everyone, every, I, at some point I thought, oh my God, I don't have the same shoe size anymore. Of course I did. Um, but yeah, it is a very common thing and how you, well, you know, you have to just cope with this right now. You just have to, you can, you, you know, lift your legs up, elevate your legs to, um, make the swelling disappear a bit. Um, but don't focus too much on the way you eat because otherwise you're going to get into this restriction cycle probably again, or getting very orthorexic or whatnot. And that's not what we want to happen. So it is unfortunate and it is uncomfortable. I get it, but it is temporary. Okay. So, okay. Next question. What is your opinion about protein bars? Uh, I love this question because I got it actually quite a lot. I don't necessarily have a strong opinion or a strong stance about it. The thing is, it's like I always say with everything, it's about the intention as to why you're eating something. So to give you an example, I lack like not lack, but I, I tend to lack my, my food tends to lack in protein. I am just a carby bitch. I like carby foods. I like pasta. I like rice dishes. I like all of that. So I, for some reason, I always, at the end of the day, I'm like, Hmm, I feel like I, my protein lacks a lot this week or today. And it's not that I'm, I'm like, of course, obviously I'm not counting macros. I'm not really, um, being super conscious of it or conscientious of it. But sometimes I, I'll be like, you know what, it would be great if I just have a couple of protein bars in my fridge or in my whatever. Um, and so I now bought a few protein bars. Now, don't even ask me what brand because I have to walk to the fridge. And two of them are disgusting, like disgusting. I think it was two of them were barbells, I think. And the other brand, I can't really, honestly, I, I, I wouldn't know. But the other ones are pretty damn great. But if you compare that to a Snickers bar or to a Mars bar or to a whatever bar, of course, it's not the same to a candy bar. It's not the same. So what is my protein uh, bar stance? There's not really a stance. If it's, if you, okay, if you replace like normal candy bars for protein bars because of the reason of, oh, but there's no sugar in it and there's this and that and it ha it's like has health benefits, then it's like there there's that's an eating disorder driven like reason as to why you're eating that protein bar if you're eating it because you just really like that protein bar and you know what a lot of my clients will 
when when they send over their um, homework and a lot of that homework uh, partially is a food diary of two to three days they will say okay a protein bar uh, above x amount of calories is like really really scary to me so usually what happens is that i will implement protein bars that are way like higher in calories and they actually find that super scary so again it's all about the intention in the end right so if if someone says i am only eating protein bars because they're safe that's not good not good so you'll have to go back to eating candy bars because clearly you're not doing that because of again the protein bars have uh, health benefits and maybe a candy bar doesn't but when you are in recovery actually things that are processed are health beneficial why because your your body is like dude i don't want to digest i want to relax i want to heal i want to focus on everything that's important right now which is healing digesting is not that important to your body right now okay so there is a time and place for protein bars i don't have a hard stance on it but you know they're just so artificial when you are not used to them anymore for instance when i ate a protein bar i think this one actually i know the brand it's called body and fit like i'm shamelessly plugging all these brands where and i know i'm not even getting paid for this but this brand is very popular all over the world and i think it's actually a dutch brand if i'm correct and i tried um one of their protein bars it's i think the flavor was like chocolate chocolate something and i thought it was disgusting uh, and there was another one and uh funny enough it was higher in calories and i didn't even look at the calories but i at some point i was like what is what is in this like i was like curious because for those who don't know i have a background in nutrition i am actually a health coach um so i could still technically work as a health coach and i know a lot about nutrition and you know all, all of it but obviously i don't work with it anymore so i was just i was just curious like the curiosity got the best of me so i looked at it and again looking at calories doesn't do shit to me anymore because i've rewired all of that and i saw oh this bar has like way more than the other one which makes total sense and it's also more it has more flavor pretty much so i think again it's all about the intention so if you're someone right now and who is in recovery i would say still focus a lot on um, having integrate the candy bars into your day-to-day -day existence, into your day-to-day -day life. But if you feel like, you know what, I want to try protein bars just for the sake of trying them, there's nothing wrong with that. If it's, if it's, you have to constantly do the inner work as, as in like, go inward, look inward, ask yourself, what is the intention? What is the reason as to why I do X, Y, or Z? Okay. So with every single decision you make, ask yourself, why do I make this, 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 this step? Why do I do this? Is it like, because it makes me feel safer? It shuts down my eating sort of voice. It dulls down the anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. That is basically your answer. You have to seek discomfort. So if you feel like, okay, this makes me feel safe now, that's not a good reason to do it okay so i don't really have a like i say a hard stance uh it's all about the intention all right um i'm by the way still translating these questions and i haven't prepared them at all either so we're gonna just go continue with the questions okay so someone asked how do i cope with bloating um and eating past fullness 
and my intestines are just crap? <laughs> I love this question. Um, well, like I said, your body is like, dude, I don't want to digest. I am like, my gut is like under-resourced. You have to imagine again, you have been starving yourself for a lot of years, most likely. I mean, most people who listen to this podcast have been having an eating disorder for not like a couple of months. Usually it's, it's a couple of years, even if it's like a full blown year, it's that that's a lot of like a lot of, a lot of, lot of, lot of days, right? How many days are in a year? A lot, a lot. So when you're starving yourself, your body is not digesting anything. So your gut health is under-resourced. Your gut health is under-resourced. So what, what means, what I mean by that is basically when you're starting to eat, your body's like, whoa, what is digest, digest, whoa. Okay. I'm like having a, a little bit of a, um, rewind. Your body is like, what is digesting? And so your body is like, I need to start relearning to digest. And unfortunately, a lot of people with eating disorders or a past with an eating disorder have reported back that they have IBS, Crohn's, um, um, you know, all these kind of like gut health issues. I have IBS myself and uh SIBO you know a lot of SIBO small intestinal bacterial overgrowth there is a lot of people who have like gut issues there's just a lot of comorbidity when it comes to eating disorders in general but especially when it comes to with bloating with with bowel movement all of that so eating past fullness is something that you have to definitely do that is the mechanical eating part of recovery right so when you feel full you can really rely on your gut you can really rely on your intestines you can really rely on your bowel movements you can really rely on a lot of your signals that your body is sending out because it's still very much like we're in recovery mode so it's going to send out all these weird symptoms sometimes you might even be sitting on the couch you think this is so weird. Why do I feel like this? Well, guess what, sweetie? That is what recovery is about. It's sometimes not knowing if this is normal. And I always get the question, is this normal? And the answer is always yes. There's always a person walking on this planet that has the exact same symptoms. And yeah, sometimes you're you're the the I wouldn't say the odd one out and the the person that has certain symptoms that other people don't have, but when it comes to bloating and eating past fullness, it is so important to understand that bloating is something also. It's it's usually temporary, but having said that, I still suffer with a lot of gut health issues. I do think that also having done antibiotics for such a long time due to Lyme disease doesn't really help either. But still, you know, it's something that I still st struggle with and it has never impacted the way I eat. It does feel very uncomfortable. And there's a few things that you could do. There's a few uh, like non-harmful things that you can take, things like gas X, it's called, so G-A-S, and then X. You, I think you can order it on Amazon. Um, honestly, it didn't really work for me, but I've heard a lot of great things about it. In Holland, we have Iberogast. Uh, I think it's. I think you can buy it everywhere. It's or Iberogast, whatever you want to call it. To me, for me, that one really worked. Um, 
for the Dutchies as well, Renny, Dave Latine for the uh, Americans, uh, Tom, Tom's sometimes work. Wouldn't recommend that, that though so much because it lowers your stomach acid and we actually need stomach acid. But um, yeah, it's just, there's a couple of things that you can try out. I would go for the holistic ones. The holistic route is usually the best one. And yeah, that's, that's about it. So you have to still eat past fullness and just push through and know that this is again, a temporary thing. Okay. So someone says I got my cycle back, AKA my menstruation and I'm not like, this isn't a Dutch question by the way, so I'm translating, but I'm not, um, at a healthy weight at all, at all, like, or on my set point weight. Did I, did I translate that? Well, okay, let's go back. I got my period back very quickly in recovery and I'm, I'm way far from being at a healthy weight. Okay. So this is actually something I will be dead honest with you all. I, so I know a lot of things about, um, um, so it's, this is always a funny, like a word it's amenorrhea, but a lot of people struggle with like saying this word because it's like spelled so weird. So it's amenorrhea. So amenorrhea is just a, like a very, very, very common thing in recovery. A lot of women with eating disorders, um, struggle with this and it's just, you know, they say, usually the experts say that the de decrease in estrogen is to blame for amaranorrhea, but starvation stops your body from producing this hormone. So therefore you're gonna, you know, stop having any, like a period. Now, here's the thing. I was in the exact same position as this person is. So I got my period back very quickly. I think it was in month three of me being in recovery and I was like in all in recovery. So I was eating a lot of food and I was like, whoa, I have my period back. But that's so strange because I'm not like weight restored at all. I, so I don't know the answer to this in the sense that I don't know why your period is back whilst you're not at a, at your healthy weight, because like it happened to me as well. And I was actually lucky enough that my period has always come back at the same time. So I have a very, very regular cycle and I'm so blessed with that. It's, I mean, for already more than a decade and I lost my period for eight years, you know? So that's, again, I'm super, super blessed. And I hope that also means that I'm fertile and that I can have babies in the future. But this is a very common thing. As in like a lot of people will get their periods back or they will be spotting prior to be them being at a healthy weight. I think personally, but I'm, I, I'm not a doctor here. So, you know, maybe I'm completely off here. I think it's a genetic thing. I think this is something that is so biological on a deep biological and genetic level that no one really knows the answer to. Because why is person X not having their periods for years, years, and they've had their set or they're, they're on their set point weight range already for years and they're recovered for years and they're not getting their periods back. Well, probably because maybe they have PCOS or, or, or endometriosis or some, some other things going on. Or some other hormones guys are the most tricky things ever. And I'm not a hormone specialist. So therefore I I'm just saying now, listen, I don't know the actual answer. All I know is that you're not alone. And this doesn't mean that you should stop recovery. Okay. This means that you are just pretty much, you know, 
you're actually kind of lucky to get your period back, but that doesn't mean you're now healthy. It just, it doesn't mean that much. I think it's just on a hormonal level. Of course it's, it's, I would say it's good. It's beneficial, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not like you're, sign that you recovered and healed because like i told you i was in month three i got my period back and i was like so not like even close to my set point weight range so yeah that's pretty much my answer i hope that's a good answer and if not um i would i would ask people who are hormone specialists i could have done a lot more research about this but like i said i prefer to make it less contrived because if someone goes uh, and book books a single boot session with me and i don't know a certain answer specifically i will do the research and i'll say i'll circle back with you or i'll, I'll refer them to a specialist okay same thing with everything i obviously disclaimer i'm not a doctor same with the uh um you know fluid retention liquid or um let's say liquid retention with edema if you don't know the answer and you want to know the answer go to a doctor go to a medical specialist okay okay um this question comes from someone who says i'm stuck in recovery because i'm re i'm again i'm translating i'm stuck in recovery because i'm comparing with my sister or with other people in my family how can i cope okay so this is the thing like i always say you have to focus on your own path whatever someone else is doing shouldn't matter at all like it shouldn't matter and i know it's easier said than done but you know, the whole entire fucking world is on a diet. So should we do that as well? Should we, should we be on diets because everyone else is doing that? No, you have to, you made the commitment to yourself for the rest of your life, pretty much to, to, you know, be different than other people. You have to integrate certain things that other people don't. Same as I always say, like ex-alcoholics can never have a glass of wine. And that's just how they have to, that's something that hey, they have to accept. So if you're in a, in a certain like family situation and you can't get out of that family situation, because let's say you live at home, because this is what it seems like with this person asking, you really have to focus on your own path, like really, really do the opposite. So basically what I would recommend, very specific, um, example is, okay, let's say your sister eats uh, a plate of food and you have the tendency to always eat the same or less than her. What should you do? Eat more than her constantly eat more than her, eat more than her, eat more than her. Guess what's going to happen? Your brain is going to be like, Oh, my person is constantly eating more than my sister. So I'm not going to like compare because they're not listening to me anymore. I did that with my mom and that helped me tremendously. That helped me to rewire the fear of, Oh my God, but what if I eat more and da, 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 da. It rewired so quickly. So that's what I would, um, um, do. Okay. Um, what else do we have anything else? I'm going to answer one more question and then I will stop. Um, I, this is the thing I should sometimes do my homework. Um, someone says, what is your biggest wish? And what was your biggest wish when you were in recovery? So my biggest wish right now, I would go, I'm not going to go into that because I feel like I've already answered that. Um, my biggest wish when I was in recovery was to literally like the, the intro of my podcast, live the life that I ultimately wanted to live. And for me, that meant going out to eat with people, um, 
saying yes to things, being spontaneous, all the things that I was not, I was wanting, I really wanted to be that person. So actually for a straight up year after I was recovered, I had my year of yes. So that meant that to everything I said, yes. So I, at some point I, 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 I honestly, you guys, it was embarrassing as fuck. I went onto a dating show, uh, which was live and it's still on YouTube actually. And, uh, they just called me and they like this management team and they, they said, Hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, fuck yes. I'm going to do it guys. I was almost on married at first side. I'm not kidding. Like I did the testing day. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I thank God I didn't do it because that would have meant that I wouldn't have moved to the South of France and I would have now been maybe married to someone that I hate because it's married at first sight. You do, you don't know the person. I was like, I am very spontaneous these days still. And I love that part about me. I'm like, yeah, why not? If I'm feeling good, if I'm not too tired, if I'm not in pain, I will say yes. And I used to never be that person. I used to always be, everything had to be so rigid everything had to be planned and oh my god and i was such a fucking perfectionist and i didn't like the person who i was and i i really honestly i like the person who i am today i really do and i'm I, that's maybe weird to say about the, about yourself but i really like who i am so that was my goal my biggest dream was to be spontaneous and saying yes to things and of course, when it comes to food, that was the biggest dream. And here we are right now, you know, I'm, I'm going to probably go with my mom and do some things today and just, I don't know, have some food somewhere. And I don't really care. I'm going to have a date tonight and I don't even know what we're going to do. I know that we're going to start with some glasses of wine or a glass of wine. And if we're going to eat together, I have no idea, but I don't care. I don't care. And that's what I loved. So that was my dream. That was my goal. And I hope that for you as well. Like also, by the way, this is a fun, like little homework thing to do. What is your dream and your goal? Um, if you're recovered or, you know, what, where do you want to be in five years or where do you want to be in like even a month? Where do you want to be in a couple of months? I, I'd like to bring it back to the here and the now. So where do you want to be in a month or two or three? So that, that might be a little bit of a fun homework assignment to do. So I'm going to wrap it up here because I wanted to keep it under 30 minutes and which I managed to do. I, I actually recorded it on my, um, a different device this time yet again. And so I'm so sorry about the background noise. I'm so sorry about the quality of my microphone. I might have to switch microphones. This podcast is going to get upgraded because I see the listenership is going up and up and up. And I want you guys to be back every single week. And if you haven't hit that follow button yet or haven't left a review, I really would love for you to do that. And I'll be here next week. Okay, guys. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many people as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation and support me is by screenshotting and sharing it on social media. And I would find it so cool if you could leave a review as well on any platform you're listening on. If you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Danielle Fenke. See you here next week.